time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Do you have questions about taxes? Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the most common retirement planning questions about taxes. You know, we're recording this, and you're probably listening to it as we approach the end of the year. And every time, right around this portion of the the year, the seasons change, and saving money on taxes becomes a bigger focus for many people. But we're going to broaden that scope out a little bit on today's episode and focus really on some of the most common retirement planning questions about taxes, no matter the time of year. So you can apply this episode no matter when you're listening to it. We're going to talk about some mistakes that you can avoid, how a proper plan can help make a significant difference in your tax savings, and much more. All that on the way today. Glenn, you ready to talk a little uh, taxes on the program today? Yes, sir, Walter. Let's jump in. All right, good deal. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of bounce around a little bit here. I've got some common questions, some follow-ups to go through. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a little bit of fun with this one. Let's start here, though. I know a lot of people wonder if there are strategies they can use while they're still working. So even before we get into the really the retirement conversation, folks who are still in their working years want to know if they can improve that tax situation down the road. How do you respond to questions that uh, pop up like that? Oh well, Walter. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about it, right? I mean, we we've actually talked about this, I think, in, in a number of different episodes. Is is you know, you think in terms of you know the types of money and the types of accounts that you can have, right? And you know, to you know, to kind of think about it, if you can visualize inside your head, if you had three buckets, right, and one of them was a taxable bucket, meaning that it's like you you put money in there, and if it earns something, you know, if it earns interest, if it earns dividends, if it earns capital gains, then those earnings are going to be subject to taxation. That's that year that 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 happened, right? And so you would get a 1099 on on the on that. It could be like a normal brokerage account, that could be a bank account, that, that could be that type of an account. Then you have your tax deferred, you know. Um, bucket, right? And that's going to be you know, your traditional IRAs and your 401ks and your 403bs. And in other words, pre-tax dollars, you're putting money in. In essence, you're, you're deferring some of your wages. You're putting, you're putting money into that before the taxes are taken out. And you, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're basically entering into an arrangement where it's like you're, you're accepting the idea that you're going to pay taxes on that and also the gains when it's, when it's withdrawn you know, from the account. Right, and so that's more of the tax deferred, and then you also have the you know the, the tax advantaged or, or the tax free accounts where if you put money in you know to you know to those accounts the Roth type of accounts certain types of insurance policies and whatnot if you dot some I's and cross some T's then you'd be able to access those funds without any you know without any tax implications, and so you know you have that wide spectrum and you know and for the vast majority of people they want to have money in all of those buckets the question is is how much do you want to have in each of those buckets. Right. And and you can really mathematically calculate what's you know, what's the optimal amount to have in this, you know, in the taxable bucket, what's the optimal amount to have in the tax deferred and also in the tax advantage. And so as you're saving for retirement, you want to kind of think in terms of, well, you know, I mean, it's it's really it's really pretty much impossible to save too much for retirement. But it is entirely possible to save too much into one of those one of those uh, tax buckets. So you kind of think in terms of, you know, am I, am I putting too much in the tax deferred bucket? If I'm, if I, am I putting enough into the, you know, the tax advantage or the tax free bucket? You know, th- those are, you know, and then do you have enough over here in the, in the taxable to, you know, for, for emergencies and those kinds of things that really goes into play. And those are strategies that, you know, that are, that are leading you into retirement. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not necessarily just how much have you saved for retirement, but how are you saving it for retirement? And, you know, and, and, you know, 
you don't want to kind of create a, a problem for yourself in the future just because you didn't save in the right places, if, if you will. Yeah, didn't save in the right places. That can be an issue, and that uh, can always cause tax problems if we're not being careful with where we're saving, when we're pulling out, all of those kinds of things. Now, I know this is a common retirement planning question, no matter the the time of year. People are looking at their retirement wondering, what about deductions? Am I going to have as many of those as I did when I was working? Right, right. Well, and the answer to that, you know, again, it depends. But the most likely scenario that, you know, the answer to that is is probably not, right? In fact, I mean, even, you know, with the, you know, a couple of years ago when the tax laws changed and they did away with, um, you know, with personal exemptions and they created a larger um, standard deduction, you ended up with you know a scenario where fewer and fewer people were itemizing you know to you know for their deductions on their tax return and so as you move towards retirement you know i mean the you know the, th- the things and as you move into retirement the things that that are that, that you normally think of as as deductions you know are typically you know they're either diminishing or they've or they've gone right you know you think in terms of interest you know interest on your mortgage right you think of the money that you're putting into your tax deferred accounts like your 401k's and those kinds of things right um, you think about the kids, right? Because you get certain you know, tax credits and you know and you know and deductions and exemptions for having kids. Well, if the kids are all grown and you know and, and gone, and you've paid off your house or close to paid off your house, um, you know, and you're and you're no longer working and you're not putting money into you know into those in, into those retirement accounts, those three things are, are are the source for most people and most of their deductions. And those things kind of dissipate over time, if not completely go away. So you you know you gotta kind of think in terms of that. That, that you that you really are going to be a little bit different scenario, and so how are you going to be tax aware in your planning? You know, as in, in terms of where your money is positioned and how it's positioned, and you really want to make sure that you're you know that you're coordinating you know any of your you know your your retirement savings and and how you're going to access that and how you're putting it away with who you work with in terms of your your tax planning and or your tax preparation, and you want to make sure that you know your professionals are in are in the you know in the same you know, basically on the same page. Otherwise, you know you you could be you could be going in multiple directions and you could have unintended consequences for for or just you know, something was in a blind spot that you just missed and, and it ended up costing you a lot more in the in the long run great points across the board on that one glenn again that's one of those common retirement planning questions now my, my question is most people assume that we're talking about deductions there but what about just the value or the amount of taxes a lot of people assume those are going to be lower in retirement just as sort of like a basis point to begin their their planning mindset but how often are they right about that? Yeah, well, you'd be surprised, Walter. I mean, a lot of folks think it's like, well, and that and that was typically, you know, what what folks were told when you're putting money into into their 401ks and and their and their traditional IRAs with pre-tax dollars is that, you know, that they would be in a lower tax bracket when they're in retirement. And, you know, and I guess that's sometimes true, but, you know, but ultimately, you know, that means that that you're making a lot less money and if that's not supporting your lifestyle, that's maybe not such a good thing. And, you know, and I find that, you know, folks who have saved, you know, a, you know, quite a bit of money for retirement as they're taking that money out depending you know, if, if it's in pre-tax accounts and they're taking that money out and they have social security benefits and, you know, and any other types of income, it all starts to, you know, hit the tax return. And it's, it, sometimes it doesn't end up as, as, as you thought. I actually have seen scenarios where 
where folks ended up in a higher bracket in retirement because maybe they were in a scenario where they they didn't make a really high wage, but they saved a lot for retirement and they and they did a good job at you know and how they positioned it and they grew their retirement savings. And then when they when they hit that spot where they have required minimum distributions, that combined with their Social Security ended up being as much or more than what they were you know having you know when they were working. So it's again it's not a one size fits all, but you got to be careful because you know they it's like those general statements. Oh well, you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Well, that may or may not be you know true. It's it's it depends. It, it's it's like what is your particular situation as we've as we've talked about many many times, Walter. We have certainly discussed it. Taxes uh, need to always be discussed in terms of retirement and financial planning, and uh, that's why we do bring it up on the show. You know, every couple of months, we got to really dive into these tax conversations because things are also always changing. Sometimes we get specific. Today, we're a little bit more of the broader focus. Uh, another common question here, Glenn, I don't know if this one um, requires a ton of depth to answer, but hey, it's on people's minds. Are all of my retirement accounts taxed? the same and that's actually a really wise question isn't it it is walter because you know and that and that's one of the things that makes makes things pretty challenging you know when you're making that transition from working to retirement is is that you you got to make sure that you're you're tax aware right and you're and you're doing tax aware planning and you're working with your you know with your tax preparer and you're making sure that you know any tax planning that you know that that, that you're doing there you know you want to coordinate with your you know your financial advisor and and your and your tax folks but you know, I mean, you when you transition into retirement, it's typically a, a very different scenario. I mean, for the vast majority of people, when they're working, their the bulk, if not all, of their income is coming in from wages, right? Or their salary, or their business income, and you know, and and, and it just is what it is. It's it's ordinary income, and it lands on the tax return, and then there's certain deductions and so forth, and maybe the standard deduction, and then you then once you have your adjusted gross income and you subtract out deductions. You you know, there you have your taxable income, right? It's 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 very often pretty straightforward. Even if you're you know a high earner, it, it is a lot of times there's not a lot of entries there on the tax return. But when you retire, that can change. Some people continue to work a little bit, maybe part time. You know, they they maybe have social security, you know, um, benefits that are that are that are flowing out to them. They may be taking you know distributions out of an IRA or maybe a Roth IRA, and maybe they have a brokerage account where maybe they were you know reinvesting some dividends, and maybe now they're taking them. I mean, there's there's any number of scenarios there that 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 creates that creates you know all kinds of situations. You know, Social Security is not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So, you know, if you were able to have, you know, the, the quote unquote right amount of, of, of you know, of, of tax free income, you might be able to protect you know, a portion, if not all of your social security from being taxed. If on the other hand, you know, you, you have, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of pre-tax dollars that are, that are, that are being withdrawn out, uh, you know, from a traditional IRA or a 401k and, or, you know, or, you know, a pension, you know, that, that might, that might create a scenario where your social security income is going to be taxed in, in, in perpetuity, right? Or, you know, and, and unless you make some, you know, some, some adjustments and some changes in your planning. So, you know, it's, it's all in how it all interacts. You know, you also have scenarios where, you know, certain types of accounts might not be, might not be taxed the same way because maybe they're going to be taxed like dividends or, or, or capital gains versus 
ordinary income and they have different tax brackets there. So it's, there's, there's more often than not, you know, more income streams, you know, in retirement, which creates, how does that interact? And it creates the dynamic of how that interacts on the, on the tax return. And again, you, you don't want to have unintended consequences. You'd like to be thinking in terms of positioning your monies in such a way that, that, you know, you're not only saving for retirement, but you're, but you're saving in such a way that you're not causing yourself greater expenses, you know, you know, in retirement. Because for for a lot of folks, particularly if you saved a lot, you know, taxes you know can be your biggest expense, and you know, and, and certainly that it, it can be that way if you if you really not engaged a lot in terms of tax aware planning, and it, you know, I think that's critically important because it's it's not necessarily how much is in the account, it's how much you get to keep and utilize. Well, I appreciate your guidance on that, Glenn. These common questions are certainly big ones. Uh, do you have any examples, maybe, of a bad tax uh, tax mistake that somebody has made with their investments? Uh, maybe it could have been avoided if they talked to a professional or, or come in to meet with you first. Well, yeah, I mean, you see those situations happen, Walter, and you know, and and you know, more a lot of times you'll see somebody maybe they maybe they took a big withdrawal, you know, from an account and they weren't necessarily thinking about what that was going to mean and the implications that might be you know sometimes it's a scenario where they think okay well i know i'm going to get taxed on this on this you know if i take this money out of my ira or my 401k but they're already on social security right and they hadn't they hadn't taken any kind of a withdrawal like that in the past maybe they'd taken either no withdrawals or smaller withdrawals and by taking this larger withdrawal if you remember what we were talking about just a bit ago where you know you have you have a scenario where your your social security is not inherently taxable but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have so literally you know some we've seen situations where folks have pulled money out and they maybe they've had the uh, you know what they thought was an appropriate amount of of taxes withheld but they didn't they didn't anticipate the fact that their social security benefits were now going to be more subject to taxation because of that withdrawal that created more income on their tax return and suddenly they might have had tens of thousands of dollars that were subject to tax that that, that weren't subject to tax previously even if they were already taking their social security I mean that that's 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 a pretty common one that happens, you know. And and again, I mean, it's depending upon who your advisor is or your advisors are, you know. That that you know, you you may be able to plan around that. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. You know, sometimes there's an emergency and whatnot, and that's where your money is positioned. But you know, there's some situations where maybe you take, you know, depending upon where you are in the in the year too, right? You might be able to take a take a withdrawal, you know, in in, in late in the year. For part of it, and then maybe the beginning of the next year, and you know, kind of split that, and so you you get the same amount of money, but it's spread out over a few months. But part of those months are in one year versus another, right? There's a, there's any number of things that that that, that they can come into play when you're when you sit down with somebody who is who is basically you know it's not their first rodeo, right? When they've seen things, you know, and, and they've seen the mistakes that folks have made and they're, and they're studied and, you know, and they're well-versed and, you know, in different strategies as to, you know, how to protect, how to protect folks from, you know, from common mistakes. It's, you know, and, it, and it's important, you know, I mean, I, it's, you, you don't, you don't want to have unintended consequences just because something was outside of your awareness or in a blind spot. And, you know, it, it never really hurts to get that other opinion, you know, to make sure that you have a strategy in place, you know, that, because, you know, not every, no, you know, nobody knows everything, right? And particularly if you're delving into the scenario where it's like, you know, where, where you know, taking money out of, out of retirement accounts that have tax implications that could also cause taxation elsewhere, it gets real tricky real fast. And 
you know, and if you're working with you're working with a professional, you know, you, they they you know a lot of times what you know you work with you know the t- somebody who does your taxes. I mean, they can literally plug they can plug information into the tax software and run what if scenarios and you know and see what the implications are going to be. And it's far better to do that in it beforehand than after the fact, and then it's and then you then you have an un- unpleasant surprise. Unpleasant surprise. Not what anybody wants to hear when it comes to retirement planning, Glenn. So yeah, let's make it a goal to avoid those at all costs in retirement planning. I know it certainly is may not be written down as part of your financial planning process, but I imagine that is a, an underlying goal for sure. Uh, now, people here, you're going to see a lot of marketing out there about tax-free retirement or how to pay zero taxes in retirement. So one of the more common questions lately has been, hey, is there a way I can get a tax-free uh, retirement income? Like, what, what's the deal with this? Kind of a funny, uh, funny, you know, question for people to ask about, you know, tax free, like the government's not gonna make it that easy on us, right? <laughs> well, no, they're not gonna necessarily make it that easy. But I mean, there's certainly there's certainly strategies that you can employ to help yourself get there, or at least get close to there. Right. And, you know, and a lot of it has to do is, as we were talked about, it's like, you know, where is your money positioned? You know, you know, how early did you start? You know, were you saving it into a place where, you know, you don't have to make adjustments, you know, as you're as you're moving into retirement? Sometimes you, you know, you you have saved, you know, you know, from just, you know, you've just gotten the advice to put to put money into these tax deferred accounts. And sometimes, again, we've talked about it, you know, is that you that you create, you know, it's possible to to have more taxation than what you would have liked, you know, just because of you know, the way the way that the, the money was saved or how it was saved or where it was saved. And, you know, and sometimes you can make adjustments and reposition that. I mean, there's there's typically some some cost to doing that, right? Particularly if, I mean, if you've got money in a tax deferred account and you reposition it, you know, I mean, a lot, a lot of times you know, there's the idea of doing maybe a Roth conversion, right? That is a strategy, and and you know, and and that and that can make sense. And then there's other times where it maybe doesn't make sense, or maybe it makes sense to to do it over time strategically when you're looking at where the, where the tax brackets are and so forth. You're typically going to have to pay taxes, but you know, you, the money that's in those accounts are going to be subject to taxes whenever they come out, right? Because it's in essence, you put money in with the with the agreement that when it comes out, it's going to be subject to tax. And you and you have to ask yourself the question, well, you know, okay, what do you think tax rates are going to do in the future? And, you know, if you think tax rates are likely to go up in the future, then maybe it's worthwhile, you know, taking a look at maybe, you know, strategically repositioning monies over time in such a way that, you know, you can you can manage what that's going to be. You know, paying taxes is, you know, is, is kind of inherent with with certain types of accounts. And I always try to make the point to folks is, is if you've got if you've got a 401k or an IRA that has pre-tax dollars in it, that's money that you put into that account that was really your wages, right? I mean, that was that was your income, and you made the agreement with the government that you were not going to pay taxes on that until it came out of that account. Which, in essence, what that meant was is that you put some of your money in there and you put some of their money in there. And so, in now when it comes out, guess what? <laughs> it's probably going to be the same dynamic. And then the question is: is you know, was, did it did it work out in your favor or in or in Uncle Sam's favor? And again, you know, it, it's not a one size fits all answer. And there's a lot of depends, you know, questions and and you know around that. It's like, well, what about this and what about that? But I think everybody can start to get the idea. Is it's like, you know, if if you haven't paid taxes on you on your on part of your salary and you put it into an account. 
that you're gonna it's gonna owe you know it's gonna owe taxes there's you have to kind of think and so you have to have a mindset shift that you know, just to realize that part of the money that is inside your 401k is not yours and it never was and that's a real that's a real big shift for a lot of folks to because normally you look at your, your your retirement account statement and you say okay this is how much i've got saved for retirement and that's not entirely true. If it's pre-tax dollars, you got to realize that some of that is is not yours. And, and you you know, even though it doesn't have you know the the U.S. Treasury on there as one of the account owners, it, it has your name as the as the IRA owner of the four hundred one k you know participant. Some of that money is 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 theirs, and and just by the inherent nature of of the source of where the money came from when it went into that account in the first place. And so the idea of trying to get yourself into a better tax position by possibly repositioning might make sense, but you want to do it strategically with somebody who's who's been through that before and and can you know and can show you the pros and cons because there's always going to be pros and cons to any any decision you make. But you know you might find yourself you know in an adva- in an advantageous position if you start doing some repositioning. Maybe yes, maybe no, but it's certainly worth a conversation with someone who knows you know how you know how to how to do that and and you know and as you're working with a team of professionals to to get that done. We also get a lot of questions about this, Glenn, during the retirement planning phase of uh, of life. Is people wondering about you know is it worth a move? Should I move to an income? tax-free state and and how much of an impact can that truly make on my savings yeah it can make a difference walter you know i mean and and, you know most people are probably not going to make that decision just based solely on that you know because there's family considerations and different things but there are situations where maybe it makes sense maybe maybe there aren't family you know um concerns or maybe Maybe, you know, you've got family that is close by in a state like that, you know, but it's rare for folks to say, you know what, I'm just going to uproot and, and move and, and, you know, change everything just to, you know, avoid, you know, you know, or have, you know, have not have taxes, you know, at the state level, because most most states, you know, you know, at least the states that I deal with on a regular basis, I mean, there there are some taxes there. But you know it's it's you know they're they're relatively they're relatively low percentages at least at this point, and you know in North Carolina obviously I mean the you know Social Security is not subject to you know to state taxes so there's you know you 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 know there there are some considerations there and sometimes it might make sense but you know but you you know again you don't want to let the tax tail wag the dog so to speak you want to you want to you know take it all into account and say okay well there's there's these positive things if I do this and there's these negative things if I do that. And so typically, you know, there, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively rare that folks make that decision just solely based upon the, you know, the, the, the tax rate of the, of the state that they're living in. But again, you know, it does happen and there, and, and if, you know, and if it can fit into your overall and into your overall plan and, you know, and you're, and you're comfortable with that lifestyle and, you know, and, and, you know, if there's family close by, maybe it's a good idea, but again, you want to kind of evaluate it and, you know, and, and one of the key things is to do the math and say, okay, well, you know, how much is it really going to cost me um, to live here where there, where there's state taxes versus moving there. And, you know, as, as anybody who's ever made a move realizes that there's oftentimes a lot of expenses in moving and it may or may not be worth doing that, but, but it's certainly probably worthwhile, you know, exploring the, the, the pros and cons of it, you know, if it's, you know, if, if there's, if, if everything else is lining up. 
Well, let's put everything in a nice bow to uh, end this conversation today, Glenn. We've been talking about these most common retirement planning questions about taxes, but maybe end with a story here. Uh, Can you illustrate how your tax planning strategies uh, that you use, maybe in the past, uh, made a significant difference in somebody's retirement plan? Kind of illustrate what these, all these different strategies you've been talking about, how they come together to make a big change for somebody. Right. Right. Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, it's a pretty common thing to be working with, you know, with our CPA and whatnot to, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to really be looking at that. And, 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 and ultimately, it's, you know, the, the idea of managing your, you know, your, you know, your tax brackets and your tax situation and have having tax aware planning on your side, you know, and, 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 and the, probably the biggest thing that comes into play, Walter, is, is that, you know, if there's room in a particular tax bracket that you know that you'll never be in, you know you're never going to be in, in a in a in a lower tax bracket than that, or it's very unlikely that you're going to be. You know, you really want to kind of think in terms of you know, well, would it make sense to you know to you know to draw money through there and and keep it at that rate, you know, and maybe get some of those some of those dollars through the tax system at a rate that you're that you're that you know that you're comfortable with, and then in doing that over time, we've been able to you know to help folks you know manage that as well as you know over time it creates a dynamic where their social security benefits are you know are either going to be protected from any taxation or or they're or they're you know they're they're going to be at a scenario where they're where they're taxed less and so ultimately it ends up being you know a kind of a win-win scenario it's a it's probably going to be a multiple multiple meeting you know scenario is where we where we sort through all of that and we have you know we have some you know tax what if scenarios you know uh run but um you know it it you know more often than not there 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 are there are, there are folks that that can benefit from that type of planning and you know, and if you're able to manage, you know, that kind of an expense, and you and you and, and you're not and you're not having un, un you know higher higher expense in, in terms of your tax bill than than you have to. Sometimes you're able to create the kind of a plan, the kind of planning that that you don't necessarily have to take as much risk because your expenses are gonna you know end up being you know lower over time, and so. That's the kind of planning that we try to help folks engage with, and you know, and, and it's and it's and it's a team effort, right? I mean, you you, you sit down, you you look at your whole situation, you you know, work with you know with you know with a financial advisor as well as the as well as the uh, you know tax preparer and whatnot, and you and you and you develop a, a plan to to create a, a situation where you have a little bit more control over what might happen in the future by by doing some planning and and doing some things strategically, particularly strategically over time. It's very rare that it's a one-time scenario, although that does happen, but more often than not, you you know, maybe maybe you do some shifts over over a number of years. It's so interesting. We uh, covered this whole episode, all these common questions, but none of them even really touched on or talked about then the, you know, specific changes that happen. You know, we get changes to the tax code, new laws, new information, new strategies, new things that pop up. And all of those elements need to be accounted for as well as some of these, uh, you know, staples of the retirement planning and tax conversation. And so, you know, that's where the, the planner really comes into play, helping keep track of all those things, making sure that you're taking advantage of the opportunities specifically 
readily available to you, and then everything fits nicely with your customized financial and retirement plan. So if you'd like to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and talk a little bit more about your plan in specifics, here's the best way to do it. Give him a call at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. And you can have a conversation by clicking the free consultation button at the bottom of the page and schedule that time to visit. You can do so in person in the Greensboro office or, of course, over Zoom from anywhere in the world. Roadmapfinancial.com, your place to go to set that up or give a call to that number, 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for the help and the tax conversation today, and uh, we'll look forward to another good episode next time around. Absolutely, Walter. Take care. You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, and we'll talk to you on the next edition of the Retirement Roadmap. 